Hello podcast fans, it's Do You Expect Us To Talk? It's uh, me, Chris, uh, I, I am not the host, but um, I am, it is commentary time, so uh, we, you know, it's, it, you find me introducing it, uh, I've rambled enough already, uh, and joining me as ever is uh, David Bond and Rebecca Andrews. Good evening folks. Hi. Uh, yeah, so as I said, it's commentary time, and we are watching, uh, it's your choice, wasn't it, Becca? Yes, it was. With uh, you only live twice. It being the fiftieth anniversary of the film. Yeah, so yeah, it makes sense. So why not? Let's do it. Um, and uh, yeah, so just to give you a little bit of insight, we we did have a guest lined up, uh, but technical issues happened. Uh, Becca, care to explain? Explain yourself, woman. Explain yourself. <laughs> um, no, I did have. Um, obviously a few listeners of the show will also have been listening to JBL um, doing on radio um, and a while ago um, they had a chap on their show called Mr Martin Mulder um, author of On the Tracks of 007 um, where he's, he's basically covered all if not most of the main sort of mm. major Bond locations um, and what he's done is um, he's written he's recently brought out a, a new book um, where he visits Japan and visits all the locations kind of there He's primarily within You Only Live Twice. Um, so I thought it would be a good idea if we invite him on, um, have a little chat to him, learn about his book, also he can plug his book as well. Um, but sadly, due to technical difficulties and also having to put kids to bed, um, it didn't yeah. work out. So we'll, we'll try it another time. Um, just obviously there's an hour's difference between here in the UK and where Martin is based in the Netherlands. That's fair enough. Um, I think if we've learned anything, it's that if we have a guest who's a parent on the show <laughs> in future we'll definitely go for a neglectful parent who can't, couldn't give a shit whether their kids were in bed or not. Just need to be more organised. So we're quite lucky with, yeah. with Mark O'Connell with the beautiful uh, we're, we're done with, like, good parents and stuff. <laughs> and also, he's been a good dad and had to put his kids to bed, which is fine. Um, but also, we did have some technical difficulties as well. We um, so yeah. the contract didn't work out as, as much as we'd liked. But we'd like to invite him on again um, and maybe chat more about his book. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend it if you... If you own it already, that's great. Um, but if not, do um, go to Amazon or your local bookshop and um, search for On the Tracks of 007. Um, really interesting read. I think you can get it in colour on black and white. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the Vita a while ago. It's very cool. And then the rest of it's blank because he's putting his kids to bed. <laughs> no, but no, it'd be uh, we will have him back on. We'll do like a proper interview and that. So we'll, we'll have a like... Proper- you with him. Martin, if you're listening to this, which is probably doubtful because I don't think you're a big podcast guy, it was lovely to have you on. Uh, obviously, we got hit with a load of technical difficulties, so sorry it didn't work out, but we will introduce you to our listeners sometime in the future. So with that, uh, let's get underway. So uh, as usual, uh, we have got uh, the main menu of the Blu-ray, and I'm... Got, I've got the button resting on initiate mission and on the on the counter. You're three. resting on the button. Yes, my finger is on the trigger. Your finger's on the trigger. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think I think we should watch this bad boy. <laughs> what again? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So on the counter three. Uh, All right then. Pitch knee son. Do it then, buddy. All right. One, two. And free. And away we go. Quite excited.
here we go. This is the well, no, it isn't the first one with Conor Rikas. He did the last. He did, did Feeble before him. Mm. Welcome to Japan, Mr. Bond. He's swinging away. I do like the gun barrel. I've never liked it that much. What the, weird. What, kind of almost what, gets down on one knee. The got the Connery kind of like kick. No, because his leg, his leg wobbles, doesn't it? Yeah, he has a bit of wobbly leg. He does a bit of a George and tries to cock his knee, but not really. It's, it's like like he does a little dance, doesn't he? With the uh... yeah, he does a little dance. <laughs> I do love this space march. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's one of my favourite pieces of music from. Um... Yeah. It's, 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 it's actually... absolutely wonderful. The music to this film. Yeah, it's yeah actually... the music is gorgeous. It's actually one of the um, the space march is one of the the, the key um, pieces of music that I think of when you know I think of Bond outside the you know the traditional you know. Yeah, the Bond themes yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, definitely. So, but yeah, I remember I remember watching this at a mate's house originally, and uh, yeah, the the idea of just what happens to this guy is just terrifying, really. It is, isn't it? Oh my god! I mean, I, I've I've always wondered because I'm no expert. Like, if once the cord is cut, is that like instant death because you have like letting well, in like asphyxiation? Yeah, I imagine. I think well, it's death within like thirty seconds or so. Yeah. Like your blood would boil and. Because I, I don't know what happened. Was that would he be instantly exposed to space? Or would it just have his like oxygen cut off? Or would he or would he just like literally just accord and you're just drifting away and whatever oxygen he's got left and you're just left to kind of no, I'd imagine that's kind of like right yeah. to us yeah. uh, box. It's kinda of morbid. Yeah, it's a bit a bit grim. If you I would imagine space, right to us. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been a victim of Spectre space assassination? Email us. At <laughs> <laughs> yes, you'll die knowing you'll die knowing that it's all just one big revenge plot to get a bond because Daddy didn't love him. It is. Bear in mind, man has not gone to the moon at this point. No, it's very forward thinking, isn't it? It is. We've been, we've, you know, spacewalks that happened. So, oh Christ, the shark still looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. It looks quite good, though. It's obviously you know, a bigotry or a miniature, whatever it would be called. But it's, I do think it, it it holds up a little bit. I, no, but I can't disagree with you, Becca. Actually, I mean, given it's in the sixties, I think this looks pretty good. Yeah, just still looks like a big miniature, though. But that said, I prefer. I do prefer this and um, a lot of old CGI any day. Just terrifying, just floating in space. Uh, these films were... I mean, if you think about it, we'd only been in space a few times and all the rest of it. At this point, this these films must have just felt, like, massive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Going yeah. to space wasn't just, like, a regular thing. <laughs> the idea well, it still isn't, really. <laughs> Oh, you mean well, uh, you, you know mean, what I mean? In, in movies, you mean? I think I mean generally in as much as yeah, you could meet somebody from NASA now who was an astronaut and they've been up to the space station and all the rest of it. The idea of people in space then would have been a big deal. I love how the British guy's just calm as fuck. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's got US and Russia just shouting. <laughs> We've got our man on it right now. I feel like he should have a pipe. <laughs> just like... Yeah, he, he does need to be smoking a pipe. Daily, I think what we need to think about is whether this is serious or not. <laughs> No, I mean, there, I there was a bit in the sort of mid to late 60s, obviously there was a bit of a, a sci-fi boom, wasn't it? Because we had obviously like Star Trek, um, this film, um, Jerry Anderson, for example, a lot, of, a lot of that came out of the Tokusatsu movies in Japan, they, you know, they kind of followed each other. Um, yeah. Why are you so hairy? Oh my god. <laughs> I think I'll skip to head five seconds. <laughs> anyway, Ling pops up again in Casino Royale. Yeah, he's almost, he's, he's almost as hairy as um, Austin Powers. <laughs> oh, he's hairier out of Sean or Pierce. I, I think, think that's the very best. They're kind of similar. I, I, I have to say, when, um, when uh, um, Goldeneye came along, oh, sorry, when Daniel Craig came along, I wasn't fussed that he was blonde or anything like that. But I always thought Bond was supposed to have a really hairy chest. So it was a bit odd that he didn't. A bit, bit disappointing. Well, Roger Moore didn't. But then that was Roger Moore. No, he didn't. But it was Roger Moore. Did Glazer have a hairy chest? Yeah. I don't know. If I don't recall. I don't think we see. Oh. He's, he's wearing his lacy ruffle, ruffle shirt, so. He died on the job. He wanted it <laughs> this way. <laughs> on the job, get it? On the job. <laughs> on the job. You know what that means, folks. But it got past the censors, so it's all right. He's been shagging, folks. <laughs> you don't say. No, I've, it's been a while since I've seen this. But, I didn't realise. Uh, I heard. I was listening to. Um, yeah. I haven't seen. Well, I, I did actually watch it a little bit the other night, um, but I haven't watched it properly since review. No, likewise, unfortunately. Yeah. But I was just wondering what. what I didn't realise that this, this version of the theme song as well was made up of lots of different takes. Obviously, I think Dave mentioned last time that Nice um, Sinatra was obviously too a bit scared and kind of a bit terrified and obviously quite well, nervous of singing the, the song. It's pieced together from an awful lot of different um, takes of it, yeah. Is this, um, is this, Maurice's, Sorry, is this Maurice's best uh, title sequence, do you think? Girls and volcanoes. Sorry. Was this um, Maurice's? Maurice titles. Yeah, is this the best one? I don't think this is great. Yeah, I know, but out of it is not great stuff. Do you think this is this is the best one? Because it is just pretty much like yeah, just throwing volcanoes and girls. It's not as like it, but it, it does actually look relatively. Cinematic in comparison. Yeah. But yeah, what was what was, what was yeah, it's I gonna got a lot say? Of kind of really imagery. What was I gonna say? Yeah. Um. So, what's the idea of him faking his death? The idea is that he's um too well known, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, oh. basically, it's kind of so we can go under the radar. Um, I mean, in reality, what it is is that they wanted or they could be book, so they had to um, do something different. And having it's just, it's, killed off at the start, but 
basically a plot. Of the plot of the film, it's effectively um, he's too well known. Oh, okay. So you know, yeah, me- so he has to be he has to be seen die, and then right. Okay. I mean, but it's uh, from a famous quote, which I shall find momentarily. I mean, maybe he shouldn't go around, you know, using his real name when he's. <laughs> yeah, he should, he, I, I've always felt he should be Peter Briggs wherever he goes. Yeah, everywhere he goes, he's expected. Oh, Mr. Bond, Un- unless it's a code name. Mm. That's I'm one a, fan theory. I'm, I'm only, I'm, 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 I'm only kidding. Yeah, because I, I, I think, I think, I yeah, think I, I don't I, subscribe to that either. Chris I mean, hates it as much as I do. Yeah. Because it, okay, it's, it's, it's just technically wrong because that means he just like, but they they all have to have like their their wives murdered at some point for it's yeah. <laughs> and they all have to be called Tracy, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> or they all just obliged to, like you know for the cover to kind of like it's what's a woman's a code name to mo- to mourn the, the death of the same you know, it just yeah no. Oh, there we go. You only live twice. Once when you were born, and once when you look death in the face. And that's where the name comes from. So what you might have to know. There Buried at sea. Huh. Buried at sea. I like the bit where they find him, and he goes onto the submarine. So he's already on the submarine, and then he goes, permission to come aboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think that's like, I that's like a great that. moment. That's really good. That's yeah. a good moment. I like that a lot. Considering he is, you know, naval commander. The brief underwater shots, very cool. Yeah, I think I'm somehow I'm about five seconds ahead, so. It's alright. You could pause it for five seconds if you wanted. <laughs> Catch up. I, you know, when I reviewed this film, I was I wasn't seriously hard on it, but I wasn't overly polite either. And I didn't um, rank it very high, but uh, this is this is like a good example of what Chris says that like most of these films we enjoy to some degree. I don't dislike this film at all. I think it's good fun, and I'm glad to be covering it tonight. Definitely, I mean, there's all things that we we can enjoy, and again, there are things that we're, that we're all going to find mm, that didn't work so well, or mm, mm. this could have been better. But I mean, sometimes you can come at things with a fresh with a fresh eye as well. Um, like also there's obviously you know a link between us and James Bond Radio there's lots of kind of local kind of groups popping up on Facebook um, and I think some of them um, there's a group that are going to have a, a group watch of Quantum of Solace as well and obviously a lot of it you know some well we're going to cover us, all of them at some point yeah we'll cover definitely Quantum definite of Solace will be done yeah yeah um, so that'll be done but it's, it'll be, it'll, that'll be a good film to come back to because you know I, I don't think any of us kind of ranked it especially, especially high um, I certainly didn't, but then for me, it's one of those films that. Well, Chris put it, Chris you, ranked it highest, and you put it at like fifteen. So even then, it wasn't massively high. No. But yeah, no. Um, thinking about quantum, it I I do get why everyone annoyed and get annoyed about it, and it, who knows? I probably would feel differently anyway. But I, it 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 it's it's kind of funny though, because I I kind of was thinking that when. Um, um, me well, what 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 usually happens? Like we have a like a group chat on Facebook, and um, we like you know discuss just general things. And like we were talking about, uh, oh, have you seen Baby Driver? And I I kind of like went away thinking, yeah, it's 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 good, but not great. And they absolutely loved it. 
and but uh, sorry, Dave did. I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. I thought it was terrific. And um, yeah, and you're sort of saying it was like more from an, an editor's point of view, whereas I'm come from a lot more story point of view and like a more character. And I think the, the things where I mean, even I will admit that you know, in terms of like the editing and how it's gets put together, is probably not the it's best. It's definitely extremely well made, isn't it? Yeah. But no, but in terms of, in regards to quantum, um, I, I can definitely oh, see, yeah, I can yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. see like why like why it would piss people off. But it's maybe I don't necessarily have a problem with it because I can actually see the story within it. So I think it's just like two different mindsets when it regards to that. Though I am kind of in the minority with quantum, but I must admit. But there you are. But but there you are. I think it was just some a little sort of something that I just kind of picked up on, like and possibly like sort of how. He had like different opinions and just how like there's always like two different ways of like looking at a film. Uh, some some people it's a lot more technical. Some people it's a lot more narrative driven. Sometimes it's just general mixture of both. But I think it's just like or not you know different minds sort of think differently. Yeah. But back to Bond and his two Bond to Bond and his two pay. <laughs> Watching the subtitles, I just I just see typing. <laughs> <laughs> typing. Like when they, you know, I'm pretty sure watching this on ITV, and you know the subtitles on and everything, and they provided the Japanese in subtitles. Like when, you know when it says dozo, it actually says dozo, but and now obviously it just says speaks in native language or speaks Japanese. It's just this like is, I remember years ago, uh, an article in Viz called Borderline Boilers. And it was about women that are extremely ugly but hot at the same time. And the example <laughs> they used was and the, the example they used was Gina McKee, who is objectively ugly but she turns us all on. And I'm I, I, I'm I'm looking at uh, her money penny uh, and thinking that. Oh she's kinda of doing it for me, folks. What what what, what money penny you what? Here or yeah, money penny there. I think she's fucking lovely. I like her. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't class her in that sort of like objectively ugly though. She she is she's. A... Oh, I know who you mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she's got that kind of face, hasn't she? I, I wouldn't say she's ugly by any means. Who, who yeah. are you talking about, Gina? Mc... Yeah. Who, who is she? Do you remember? Um, I mean, she's been in loads of things, but do you remember Notting Hill? Do you remember the the um, Hugh Bonville, uh, not Hugh Bonville, um, Tim McInerney's wife who was in a wheelchair? Was in our friends in the north as well back in the nineties. I I, I kind of think so. If, if I remember correctly, I probably got it right. Is she in Vicar of Dibley or she looks kind of someone? Oh God knows. I don't. No, know. I don't think so. I I can't remember because I I can't can't say I know Notting Hill that well. Mm. I watched it recently. What's so. on TV? Oh, Sean, towering above everyone? Yes. <laughs> and walks like a panther. He's going this way. He's going this way. Walks like an eagle, sits like a pelican. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Sp- <laughs> speaks Japanese. You, you don't say. You know, you know when sort of like so when you watch a beginning of a movie and then like it starts off and people are talking in a different language and you kind of get that sort of sudden sense of uh, worry of like, oh, they forgot to put the subtitles on. 
I might not meant to understand what they were saying. <laughs> and then, and then oh, yeah. so, uh, someone turns up in English and you go, oh, okay, I'm alright. <laughs> It's quite funny because I was like, see, it says Dozo. Why do you say Dozo then? But not other words. Oh. Not hard. But it probably is considering they use three different alphabets. But if you're interested in Japanese culture as well, this is quite a good film, obviously, to watch because you've got the whole. Like sumo wrestling and yeah, I can't say I know too much about the Japanese like uh, way of life. No, I'm trying to learn a little bit at the moment, just mainly through my friends who have been there and watching like NHK and things like that. And also being into like, anime and manga stuff as well. But obviously, there's only so much you can learn without actually going there and experiencing it for yourself. Um, a friend of mine sort of emigrated to Tokyo probably a couple of years ago now. Um, this is completely different, kind of to what you know to what he's read about. But it's quite interesting, so. Do you like Japan? Oh, uh, yeah, he's, he's like he's loving it so far. I do think he's. Well, he hasn't kind of. He's only been home like once or twice, I think. Okay. Uh, so he's not gotten to ten, tentacle porn? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, so it's a bit dodge, so. You have to watch out for that one. There's a bit of the odd hentai floating around. So, uh, Connery's about to pick up the easiest lane. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> like the most easiest pickup ever. Well she literally just climbs over and he goes like, Oh I love you. Oh <laughs> I rub you. <laughs> oh dear. And she was dubbed as well, I think. It's a bit weird the whole L R thing, but there it is. I have a car nearby. Let's go. She's very fast. She's a fast lady. Ooh. Spoiler alert! But it's kind of sad that she dies. Oh, she dies. <laughs> Aki's lovely. It's kind of, it's, Aki. It's, it's kind of sad that she dies because she just gets like pointlessly replaced. I know. Yeah, it's a bit. In, in a, it a ruined, oh, that'll it do. Actually, ruins it a bit. Because she, I mean, she's probably she's essentially kind of Bond's equal. Obviously, no, we have Tiger Tanaka as well. Um, but you know, she's one of the a few few women that is at least on this kind of level pegging of Bond. Yeah, definitely. In, in terms of you know being an agent and being a spy and the rest of it. Yeah, because wasn't like it between like the the two actresses who she was going to play this part originally, but they wanted. Yeah, they, they were going to swap, swap roles, weren't they? Well, the one who plays um, the main Bond girl in this threatened to kill herself because they wanted to sack her. So it's yeah, just... she is. She's quite sort of, but she's well, both of them were like like she was very new, wasn't she? And quite eager to get this role. And yeah, yeah, she's kind of quite determined. That is quite determined. I'm going to... <laughs> That's very... You really, really determined. <laughs> really wanted this role. 
I wonder what would happen if they just went. Splofelt! <gasps> oh no, it's not. <laughs> if it is time, it will be. <gasps> Do you think, um. <laughs> just as a woman. <laughs> Do you think we'll, um. We'll have that jungle of like a. And like an old uh, Bond actor return to do another role. What, in a Bond film? Yeah. Because we've had it I like twice, know. haven't we, at least? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't care if like minor players do, but I don't want a Bond actor in. No, sorry, that's not what I meant, but you know what I mean? Like uh, someone who's been in the, a Bond film previously. I and... don't actually mind that. I think that would be quite nice. So you have Judy Jones turn up again. Let's play. Bring somebody else. You you look vaguely familiar. Nah. Oh, do I? Well, no, I'm Mrs. Smith or something like that. Oh, you, you do get maybe, the, maybe the find minor, a role for your, your minor character, don't you? So maybe find a role for uh, Monica Bellucci again. There's <laughs> not Lucia Sciarra. Yeah. Talking about Monica's, or is it, is it only me, or is like Monica Lewinsky? Kind of bizarrely hot. Um, what today? I yeah, today. Monica's in general. I mean, the Monica's. I can't. I don't. I could, I'm not looked at for a while, but um, <laughs> that sounds that sounded wrong. Like I just like actually scroll women on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but no. Um, I think she looks better than she did when she was younger. Oddly, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know, yeah. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that. But anyway, yeah. They, they, for listeners, that is my... You know. I'm <laughs> That's either. your hot take. Yeah. I, I fancy this slightly fat bird who would, like, suck Clinton's cock. <laughs> and, and if you can uh, think of uh, any... Uh, any anyone else who's uh, gotten hot of age uh, do send us in to do you expect us to talk at gmail <laughs> I admit some dodgy shit on this show sometimes <laughs> so it's all good that you drink. I fancy Monica Lewinsky there you go and Money Penny Lewis Maxwell in this film yeah in this film yes I probably don't fancy anyone in this film. Really? I don't know. No. Not even old Sean? Uh, not quite. Old Sean. Old Sean, yeah, old Sean. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Wait. As uh, Becca, as a woman, as a, as a lady. <laughs> as a lady. Um, out of all the Bonds, who would you say is the most attractive? Oh, God. I had this question on the last JBR trip. Oh, my oh God. did you? Uh, <laughs> Well, you should know I, was the like, I was like taking <laughs> female, wasn't I? <laughs> and I was like, oh, put me on the spot. Um, you mean physically, or I, I mean, I mean, like, you know, if you had to bow. Which one, one would you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. That's what he's saying. Probably it's Daniel. Not about like personality and shit. It's like looking at them. Which one would you do? <laughs> Probably Daniel Craig. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I'll do Rachel Vice to distract her if you like. <laughs> Sold. Oh, you're very noble there, Dave. 
It's just for Becca's benefit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard gig, but someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it, yeah. Yeah. And beat a uh, hard one. <laughs> <laughs> Now, wasn't this, uh, isn't this The Rock's, like, uncle or something? Um, oh, I don't know. That guy there is related to The Rock. I don't know how. Ah. Cousin, uncle. Yeah. Granddad, something. Because he'll be, he's part Hawaiian, isn't he? So it would be that kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see it. It's quite a cool team to fame. <laughs> Other than being a Rob. <laughs> well, no, obviously than being a famous actor himself, but having that link to the Bond world, I think, is quite cool. Mm. Oh, can you imagine the Rock being in the Bond film? <gasps> I'd be amazing. cool with that as a henchman. That'd be amazing. We've already got Batista, but then again, the Rock is kind of big, bigger than that. I was going to say, it depends how it's done, because, like, Batista should be amazing, and it was slightly wasted in that film. Yeah. Well, he might come back. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Rock could be like the lead villain, depending on mm. the role. Depending if it's like depending on what the role is. Siamese vodka. <laughs> He's not a fan of Siamese vodka, is he? I'm trying to find the fun fact. Is that, is that um, consistent in the books? Well, he doesn't like Siamese vodka. Yeah. Um, I haven't actually read the book in a long, long time. I think maybe it's just a, a general bond <clears throat> being a alcohol snob. Yeah. Though apparently he has his <laughs> martinis the wrong way, wrong way. Apparently the best way to have it is stirred. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, apparently, like shaking it just makes it more watery. Hmm. Hey, hey, that's what you know. Whatever floats your boat. I don't really care. I'm not a big fan. I've, I've had it. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Um, I tried it shaken and I tried it stirred. Um, Fine, not fingered. Uh, this is it. Generally, I'm not a fan. Either way, it's quite bitter for my taste. And I'm like, in oh. your in your opinion, Becca, would you prefer uh, wanked off or fingered? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Oh dear. I did. Uh, I did bourbons. I think. I nearly bought bourbons tonight just to say I was eating bourbons <gasps> during the did show. Did you? Did you? I love bourbons. Have I ever mentioned it? <laughs> we need to go and buy some and then send them to Ken. Hello, Ken, if you're listening. Forty nine p, and they're not. They're not that expensive in like, you know, Tesco or whatever. Yeah, it's because of shit. That's why. <laughs> I, I, I always feel Dave's raffling by backmouth bourbons. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got, I, I always have a moment where I'm furious, <laughs> and then and then I go, "Oh, he's only pissing about." But it takes me about four seconds to relax. <laughs> four seconds. And then I remember I love Chris. Oh no. I, I love slacking off bourbons. I know you do. <laughs> You're more of a custard cream boy, aren't you? Yeah, I do prefer custard cream. I prefer chocolate creams as well, which are kind of like the proper bourbons, but... 
They don't. How can they be proper bourbons when there's well, a biscuit yeah. called bourbons? Well, exactly. They, they're basically that bourbon. They're basically bourbons, but nicer. I can genuinely accept, if I'm honest, that you prefer something to bourbons. But you can't honestly say something is better than bourbon. Uh, sorry, something is a better bourbons than bourbons because, by <laughs> definition, the most bourbony bourbons is bourbons. I think I think I think that's a lot of bourbons to myself. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that's not that. That's not that um, intellectual. No. I can actually audibly hear the um, hear the footsteps chasing. You know. Do you ever wish you were around in this era? Would it be amazing to go and see these in the cinema at the time? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be so cool, wouldn't it? Well, the thing they would be like. I don't wish I was from another era because we can still see these films. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we could have seen these on the night? You know, go for dinner, go and see the Bond film, come out and go. Wasn't that great? It would have been like a big old theatre as well, wouldn't it? So, like, it would. Yeah. Like, you know, like, they all they all would have been like packed out. Um, you would add your. I don't know. Did they have intermissions as well? Like halfway through. Maybe. I don't know. In this era, I mean, there might have been a bee feature. I don't know. A bee feature. <laughs> you could have smoked heavily while you watched. You could have done. But yeah, you know, you, you brought a date as well. It was always like sold out. It was like kind of, oh, we got tickets to the, the bomb film. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still very new. And, well, was obviously, the bomb film is very much an event. But it's still kind of very new and something that we've not seen before. It's kind of dope. I love you. <laughs> I'm also trying to. Where is it? I'm trying to find the fun fact somewhere. He's, a, down. he's actually a good uh, Bond ally, uh, Tanaka. He's great, isn't he? He's yeah, like Karen. I think he's Karen. We forget him when we talk about like Bond allies. Obviously, there's Felix, but we think like Karen Bay and um, Mathis and so and uh, Columbo. <laughs> He's in there. Sorry, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just thinking of Peter Falk now. Like, just one more thing. Just, just one more Columbo, thing. Not... Mr. Barn, my wife, she's a huge fan. Do you, do you mind? Would you mind signing this for me? <laughs> no, not that Columbo. Yeah, but there's just like an instant likefulness to him, you know. It's like, um, I, I don't know what it is. I think. It's the way that Bond himself just seems to kind of automatically trust him, and you kind of like just relax. You go, yeah, he's he's he's. And plus, he's kind of cool as well because he's, he's kind of like, yeah, well, you know, we've got all the same shit in my five as. That's like MI six. Sorry, is it MI six? I don't know. What the British? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So they got a big black telephone instead of a big red one. <laughs> Unlike Batman. Unlike Batman? Yeah. He has one for every occasion. What a big red telephone. 
they got the back phone and then the yeah the red phone and the black phone. I've always felt that I was missing. I think it was it. They have a green scrambler somewhere along the line. I've always felt that was that was one thing that was missing from the Dark Knight series—a big red telephone, <laughs> big red back phone. Yeah, and they never kind of they never really did that. Commerce really did they? Let's try and find it. I'm sure I had it as a fun fact. That's fun, folks. That's fun. Actually, it was his grandfather. There we are. Thought it was. I love the idea of like Bond can tell the ex- not only does he not only is he as uh, an expert on sake, but he can tell by taste that it's exactly the right temperature. Yeah, yeah, he's a very much connoisseur, very much a snob. I, I think part of it is bullshit though. It, <laughs> it may not be exactly the right temperature. It's probably like. Roughly the right temperature. <laughs> well, yeah, there is that. Now, James Murphy, if you're listening, I have to um, be open here with our listeners and and <laughs> say that you wrote to me out of nowhere over Messenger. Once you realised we were doing this film to say, look out for Sean Connery's cock. <laughs> um, and I have to say my immediate response was uh, alright thank you James um, but he's what right during this bathhouse scene you can see his cock during this oh my god am I going to be traumatised now I'm going to be looking That's, for it it's not that big Chris you won't be that like intimidated it's no Liam Neeson's no 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 no, no. he doesn't last so long and I think they got this like in a, a PG certificate film. Yes, this is it. Yeah, well, it's not immediately obvious. To be fair, I've seen this film many times over the years, never noticed his penis. I must say, that was one thing, if I was ever to go to Japan, that would be one thing. I wouldn't be keen on doing because, like, if you go to an onsen, um, so like a traditional Japanese spa, um, I think you have to kind of do it in the nude. As far as far as I know, I may have got this wrong. Anybody who's been to Japan, let us know. Becca, I don't mean this to be rude because I'm not into you at all. But having said that, like, if there's nudity on like on offer, I'm quite happy to look. <laughs> Very sexy, folks. Uh, oh, it's, 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 there you go. That's where you see his cock. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. I blinked. Uh, I think the subtitles covering it. Then <laughs> <laughs> pause it at the right moment. And the only thing is, I can't pause it and rewind. Oh well. Oh. Why are you desperate to see his cock? No, really. Just imagine see his, it. See his hairy bum. Just imagine it. Just go like, what would Sean Connery's cock look like? I I I I I imagine I imagine it's hairy and speaks with a Scottish accent. <laughs> like, I think I really like, enjoy it very much. I think I do. Like straight in there. Like the where was like the romance romance before that? <laughs> yeah, all, all of a sudden they're an item. That came from nowhere. It was like, oh, I'm finally reunited with her. 
do you think you, when, you know when he said I love you he meant it do you, do you think this, that scene was written um, bef- before the others and they kind of like saying you know we'll have a bit of romance between them like and they just didn't come around to it on the editing floor you think probably yeah Yeah, Sean's hair's looking um, looking a bit brown there. He's obviously dyed the toupee. <laughs> well, he is undercover, so. Oh, he's got the Spectre spies. <laughs> hmm, this place looks familiar. We can see you. It's all very high tech as well. Yeah. Love the old school 60s high tech where it was just like they would just put cameras somewhere and have buttons that pretend like they're doing something. Yeah, it looks very very technical. To be honest, Bond and Star Trek and everything else makes the 60s look amazing. It does. I mean, if if you think about music and stuff, I think I'd probably prefer the 70s. But, like, wouldn't we all want to, like, at least experience the 60s? At least in theory, on the basis of these films. In reality, it'd be rubbish. Because you'd have shit TV and three channels and... Do you, you know what I mean? Even Missile it'd, Crisis and Terrible Public Relations. It would actually relation. be rubbish, but fit, the films sell it as, like, really cool. Yeah, but to fair, Becca, you, you know... In, in, ter- in terms of like the you know missile crisis and all that, you know it'll turn out to be all right. So you'd be like, yeah, we, we know. It's, yeah, we're <laughs> chill out about it. Wouldn't you? It'd be. Well, you say it's and all yeah, right. Yeah, 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 got shot in the back. And, 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 you, and you put a bet on that Kennedy will be shot, and you'd be like, how do you know? And then, then you. <laughs> I just I'd know things. And then you'd probably be arrested for suspicion of. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd be accused of being a communist. Yeah, or whoever the conspiracy is, who whoever shot him. And then, like in the seventies, you have like blackouts and three-day weeks and strikes, and oh no, that's probably that's the eighties, isn't it? Um. Well, no, the three-day week was the early seventies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Each era had its pros and cons, but no, no, I do, I do get. I think, especially yeah, in terms of like you know, Joe Anderson, Star Trek, Bond, other kind of um, cultural high points that we had. Yeah, during that era, I think it would have been really interesting to kind of experience that first time, and especially kind of live. How can I? I don't know. Live in, in that kind of world created by that, you know, those kind of visionaries for that time. Um, so everything kind of looks super stylish, you know, very high. What was then obviously very high tech. It was just such a vision of, of what the future and what, what we could perhaps achieve. Um, but that kind of just makes it, you know, had this real um, growth in terms and of... And a mere 50 years later, we've got a fucking orange guy as president. <laughs> With what looks like a tribble on his head. Yeah. Dear, dear. When he's trying to start war with North Korea, it's like, uh Let's, well, yeah, let's not get political, but let's face it, it's not going to be a war. It's, it's not nah, going it, to it's, it's oh, it's, it's last long enough to be a war. I think, so. honest, I think it's, it's more it's more like brinksmanship or blinksmanship, really, to be honest. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of war. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much 
brinksmanship as you know i see it then and tomorrow's papers will be like it's war <laughs> yeah they, yeah they like to elaborate on, on things like that yeah no i don't want to speculate but but no you know each era comes with it because there's trials and tribulations i mean we still have some amazing visions of the future and some really you know, Asian films that come out of this past decade um all good I think uh, this that villainess is actually quite attractive. Wearing a fetching orange blouse. <laughs> yeah, very popular fella. Uh, this henchman isn't very subtle. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, let's just shoot him outside the front door. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is so Austin Powers though as well. It's very yeah. Well, he's a Jaguar, and I think this Toyota GT. I think this this is like created especially for. You're right, Miss Kensington. Right, let's get after him. I'm gonna get you, you bastard. Right, so so they wait till we do the Austin Powers movie. So 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 they dashed off ahead, and then now somehow they're behind him on the tail. How did that happen? No. Continuity doesn't quite match up. This is a great chase scene, I think. Even though the continuity doesn't always matter. Is it? I think it's quite cool. Rebecca likes it, it must be great. Even though it's terrible reproduction. But I like the whole drop in the ocean, I think that's pretty cool. That's a cool line. Yeah, I I like how, like, they've got cameras set up everywhere. Sony's were amazing. (laughs) Yeah, now, now, like, the reproduction doesn't look that great, but hey-ho. I'm sure we'll look back on like Avatar in 20 years' time and be like, yeah. Well, Avatar's nearly 10 years old now and it holds up. Yeah, definitely. Like Jurassic Park holds up 20 years now. I forget the plot and shit. I mean, the, the, the effects in Avatar are pretty good. Oh, Tower. I'm not sure if there's an actual an appetite for a sequel, though. Well, Especially for. Yeah, well, it's made no impact on popular culture at all. No, but it's still. It's still the most successful film good. ever. It might generate it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it depends. I mean, like, you know, what depends what Cameron's got up his sleeve, isn't it? He might sort of. Is it going to be like, again, the highest-grossing film? Avatar's bizarre because I went to see it and didn't like it, and then I watched it on video and still didn't like it. And I watched it a third time and still didn't like it. I watched it a fourth time for some reason, and it started to click. And I'm a bit funny about like 3D, and I don't think it's amazing, but there's something about the effect it has on the way you process images that I kind of like Avatar now, and I don't know why. I've not seen it in ages. I mean, I think I think it's visually it's it looks great, um, but it's very very beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's actually fine. Um, 
it, it's fine as a as a big blockbuster, but what what you have is basically Fern Gully, you know. Yeah. And essentially, essentially with with but with blue well, aliens. I think, I think you have to when a when a James Cameron film comes along, you've got to accept what his faults are. Do yeah. you know what I mean? It's not very good with dialogue. He's a little bit derivative, and ever since probably Aliens onwards, he's been a bit baggy. And, and once you understand that and accept it, and take the film on its own merits, pretty good. Though I do wish he would actually do other stuff, other than just like you know. Well, he hasn't done a lot in the last twenty years. No. Because I've heard the news that apparently the villain's going to be Stephen Lang again. Yes, And he's going to be like the villains, the villain and the other one, thinking, right, yeah. okay. Stephen Lang was terrible in that film, I thought, but there you go. Oh, I thought it was okay. But, but, it's but, all right, it wasn't... But with that, I'd like, well, I'd like to see, like to see someone else. Like, I heard the prospect of um, Arnie coming back to do a, uh, do a villain role, but, like, maybe... I'd be good with that. Maybe... I would be good with that. But maybe, at, maybe not as Mister Freeze. <laughs> Chill. Um, I used to see you, but um, I used to see you. But but possibly, uh, like in a, it's a, it's a talk about in like um, an alien type role, or like like an old. I've forgotten what the name is. Is it Navi? Navi, that's the one. Yeah, yeah maybe like a. I must say, just to interject off topic. Um, I do love this quite scene at the Kobe Docks, the sprawling nature of it. This is where I first talked about wafting yeah. vaguely in people's direction. He does, he, you know, you can literally see there. where his fist doesn't connect there with the other person. Like, he does vaguely waft. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's, no, it's just the, the, the sheer scale of it. It's obviously not Connery. That's, Why would you do it that's again? Connery. Do you know what I mean? For and again, that's not Connery. Yeah. A younger, younger, fitter man. I love this. He dives off. And, and this, is like Frank, this is like Frank Driven. <laughs> no, it's this one. It's this one, right? That's not him. And then yeah, it's obviously Frank. Oh, hang on. Oh, oh, dear. oh there you go. That's like Frank Driven. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I do think it's quite a good scene. And there's obviously a little bit where the guy's, um, you know, he's, he's got a tow bar, uh, a crowbar even in his hand, and you can hear. Meh, meh. Mm. Obviously, we've got the subs on. We have the sound off. What is that guy wearing? He's like... <laughs> that henchman's like got like a, a ripped t-shirt that's like too tight. Yeah, he's obviously very kinky. Very kinky henchman. <laughs> they, obviously don't, they don't pay him much. Max's mind went to kinkiness. <laughs> well, you know, he says we can't she, be nude. She likes it firm and fruity. She's, she's pure... It's a fruity corner. <laughs> she's pure filth is Becca. Well, you know, I learned from the best. This is probably one of the least scary torture scenes. The most no. probably being Spectre with the. Um, the I I completely forgot it was it was here, so I'd have to agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Bear in mind, this is just the first time um, we we've been on this. Um, since the news that the new Bond broke out? Uh, yes, it is. I think it is. Yeah, so uh, it, it appears that, you know, Dave, you're right, aren't, isn't it? It's probably looking like it's going to be um, 
What's well, hang on a minute. Right. I Next mean, the first thing is, I thought it was 2018. That's wrong. Yeah. Secondly, I thought it was Sam Mendes. I think that's wrong. Thirdly, I thought it was Shatterhand. Well, uh, the press, the very fact the press are reporting that means it probably is wrong because they're always wrong when they report it that early. Um, the other thing is they, they're back to this business of Craig doing two back-to-back. Oh, I haven't heard and that. Say, I thought I was just going to do one more and that's it. They're now talking about it's going to be two back-to-back, 2019 and 20. Mm. Well, maybe. I doubt it. 2019 for sure, but maybe not back-to-back. I can't I, see I that I do happening. think it's probably Craig because he's supposed to do this... Uh, yeah, the TV uh, series Purity, TV which will now, Purity. which now he's got to do Bond first. It won't come out until after Bond. Now that's that's the latest news. Yeah. Um, so from Variety, I think. So not not confirmed by Eon. Well, if Variety say Variety are normally right. Yes, yeah, so it's the trade. It's the trade newspaper, isn't it? It so. is. They don't just guess. That and no. Hollywood Reporter, they're normally right. So I'm pretty confident it's Craig. When anyone yeah. said it's official, no, it isn't, because it still hasn't been announced. No, the only announcement we have, obviously, is that I, Bond will return in 2019. I'm pretty confident it's Craig for 2019. Sure. But everything to do with it being Shatterhand or two back-to-back or anything like that, guesswork. It could be, but it's guesswork. So do you, do you think it's definitely not Sam Mendes now? Cause it still could be, because he's not got anything... Yeah, I mean the stories about they fell out. I think that's bollocks because they still, they still toured together. They still talked about it. They still did interviews. Maybe they did fall out, but there's always creative tensions on set. I don't think it's Sam Mendes, but it could be. I I don't believe when it's like the Express saying it can't be. Mm. It it might well be. I I don't know if I'm honest. There's Bond film coming. I think. Daniel Craig will be in the next Bond film. I think everything else is guesswork. It could be two, it could be Mendes, it could be Shatterhand, it could be anything. But we've got no reason to believe any of it. But a lot of people are still kind of a little bit hurt by all this I'd rather slash my wrist bollocks. Yeah. Why do they keep on judging that up? That, they just take it entirely out of context. And just yeah, like, no, Dan I'm Bird, sick of seeing it. a friend of all of ours. I mean, Dan, if you're listening, I, I always respect your opinion, buddy. But, you know, Dan was like, we don't want him. He hates being Bond. He's a disgrace and all that. And I just don't agree. No, he's not. I disagree. Um, you know, if, 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 you'd come, if you'd come off the back of a gruelling, you know, however many months shoot, I think the yeah, last thing you know, on your mind would do another one straight away. Marathon, you're asked, do you want to do another marathon? You go, no. So, obviously, now several months on, several years on, you feel differently about it. I mean, like, I mean, I, I don't really, when it comes to like press and in and interviews, I don't always like take them for verbatim. I know, obviously, he said it, but he could, you know, it could have like, it could have been sarcastic and it all could be, as you say, like in the moment rather than. Oh, I do think Craig likes to fuck with the press as yeah. well. So the, the the there is that so there is that element, but I I can I can yeah I mean I, I can see him coming back to do one more just to kind of like finish it finish everything off. I think he's um, enjoyed being Bond. The problem is he's very blunt, he's very open, and over time he has said at times that he hates it, but he's also said at times that he'll do it forever, and he'd miss it, and it's wonderful, and they don't make films like that anymore. 
Mm. I tend to believe on balance he enjoys it, but he also throws everything at it. And even back to, I mean, Connery said you need the um, constitution of a rugby player. And one of the reasons Lazenby only did one is it's really hard. I mean, making a Bond film is really tough. Really grueling. Yeah. But then I suppose that just uh, goes to show what a pro Roger was. Yeah, I mean, Roger never complained about anything, did he? No. Just oh. to turn the focus back to Bond, what, obviously not Bond, but you know, twice, what do you reckon to Little Nelly? Uh, it, it's a toy helicopter. That's the thing I just said. <laughs> I've never cared either way. I've never it was one of ours. I mean, got excited about it. I mean, yeah, I mean, when I was younger, it was, yeah, it was kind of cool, it was fun. But now, when I think about it as like, uh, it just comes up as something that's very niche. You know, I mean, you can, can you imagine if they try and pull off something like this now, like Daniel Craig and like a little tiny. He wouldn't get away with it. I've never liked it that much, if I'm honest. But, I think it's great, though, considering it was more like a prototype, wasn't it? Obviously, um, Commander Ken Wallace created this kind of really groundbreaking machine. The sequence when he's using it is actually alright for its era. Yeah, I think that the effects and everything are the. But I've never cared that much about it, if I'm honest. It's pretty cool though. I mean, it's quite—it's obviously very, very high tech, um, but it's got very little protection. Like he's literally—he's quite out in the open and open to the elements there, isn't he? Obviously, he's got his helmet on, and what have you. But you know, there's no kind of, you know, casing in the cockpit or anything like that. Mm. It is actually a minor miracle how he doesn't get shot. No, because he's bombed. Not having any serious injuries, you know. Well, exactly, but you know. <laughs> and it's also handy that they get like exactly four helicopters to attack him. Oh, okay, bless it. Oh. <laughs> You know, it'd be bugged if it was like five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I've just got the right amount of weapons to deal with them. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the films like vehicle with the gadgets. You know, it's it's like car car scene. It's it's just done a little differently. Yeah, yeah, I think because yeah. I'd like a car chase and foot chase. And... I do think this is the least pretty of the sixties films. Yeah, despite it's like yeah, despite the locations. Should be amazing. There's, I mean, some of these coastal scenes and the scenes around like the the, the mountains and um, volcanoes. I think is, is very beautiful. Um, but I, I don't imagine obviously in the late sixties you had obviously um, package holidays like just taking off and so it was very much a new thing for the middle class to get up to. Um, so obviously Japan is quite a very exotic country, definitely for sure. Volcano. So yeah, it's kind of just you know, despite exotic location, that's a volcano. Um, I don't think it really makes use of its locations, perhaps as well as it could. I mean, we kind of get a flavour of Tokyo. Obviously, we see, you know, Kobe Docks, Tokyo Bay, um, Tokyo Tower. But we, I don't know. I never feel like you never really get a big sense of it. Whereas, like, whenever one goes to Austria or the Bahamas or, you know, other famous locations. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, if one goes to Portugal in Magic Secret Service, you really get the Portuguese flavour. And so you like, it's glory in that as well. But over here, I mean, I don't know why. I never get that proper Japanese flavour. I don't know. It's still lovely, though. Oh, no Bond films are ugly, but it's just 
when you think Majesty's Next is beautiful. And whatever I think of Thunderbolt, yeah. Thunderbolt's beautiful as well. Yes. I, I think really this stunning. is like the lesser of the three. And when yeah. you give where it is and all the rest of it, that's like disappointing. Mm. It still looks, still looks good, but as I say, yeah, it's kind of the least, least vibrant, I guess. But, but yeah, all the time he's, he's shot at, it doesn't sustain any injuries. I just find it a little bit. Uh, I guess yeah, you do have to suspend your disbelief, don't you? I think. Where would you like to see Bongo next? Or have they already announced the uh, locations for the next film? Mm, I don't think they have just yet. I would like to see two things. One? Well, I would like to see three things. I'd really <laughs> like to see him go to London, because I don't think he's been there recently. <laughs> Damn it, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> obviously when it rained. Um, obviously he went to Austria in the last film, but I would like to actually see on, on skis again and actually do some skiing, maybe have a ski chase, that'd be cool. Also, I would like to see from Underwater again. And those tight budgie smugglers. Um, Bond in where, sorry? And on <laughs> in in a in a hot country underneath underwater somewhere. Oh okay. Um, also, irrespective of location, I would like to see him in a commander's uniform. Wait, where so he can be anywhere he likes. As, <laughs> as, in uniform. has Bond ever have been anywhere like Canada? <laughs> I don't think Bond's never been to Canada and he's never been to Australia. Yeah, I like Australia would be a pretty cool oh, location. Bond down under. Yeah, we could do that. He nearly went to Australia in uh sorry, nearly went to Canada in Thunderball. Mm. But he argued and went to yeah, somewhere else. Instead. Oh that was it, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, Bond no, down he's under, never been to quick. Australia. Bond in New York. Hey, I like to see yeah Bond in a, like a, a American city. Yeah, like Washington or New York or another. Yeah, well, he was in like um, Live and Let it Die, wasn't he? Yeah, there's been a few American locations there, but yeah, we haven't actually kind of had like a American based. Oh, and, uh, and you know, one adventure. So obviously, you, we see other characters reporting out of various states. Uh, View to a Kill as well. Yeah, obviously San Francisco. Yeah. That's like the kind of the main one, I think. Um, well, see, they can do the Russian, but why not Japanese? What's going on here? So, but yeah, no, I don't. Off the doors up. Bond down under. The problem is though, like, yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? The, 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 the problem is though, you you know, I mean, where, where would be like, really be that interesting in Australia though? It would just be like, great, there's some desert and some kangaroos. Good day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going into I mean, you, you, there, right? you could send Bond to Alaska. That'll be. He's that... been there before, though, hasn't he? Has he? I don't know. I think, wasn't that where he was in the view to a kill? I. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, it would have been near because it's near Russia, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah, yeah, so everything like America, uh, Australia, Canada. Mm. Where else? No, he's been to Egypt, hasn't he? Tunisia. Where in the world? It's Carmen San Diego. Well, yeah. As a show I've not seen for years. Has he been to Sweden? Um, no, I don't think he has. Well, 
Poland? Third, even over. Um, yeah, any kind of like Central European country I think would be interesting. Uh, Romania? Romania is very beautiful, so I hear. Wait, oh, I know he went to China in uh, <laughs> China, yeah. Nights. But, man, but, but then where would you like him to see return? Do you like to see him return to Russia? <laughs> I think that would be a bit um, passe, I think, now. Even with, um, even with the likes of Putin. That's interesting you say about China also. A lot of films these days have to uh, are made for the Chinese market. Yeah. Which I think is quite interesting. Well, I think they have to be careful as well because uh, yeah, they didn't 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 um, the remake of Red Dawn wimp out of it because they're going to put China as the bad guys, but they they were just a little bit yeah they were worried that it didn't sell over there, so they said, oh, it's not true, <laughs> which kind of makes it which kind of makes it a bit ridiculous because like yeah, like they have the ability to do that, but <laughs> yeah, it's a bit silly. Oh. Very high tech. It's very high tech. Yeah, I imagine a lot of movie goes in 1967 would have been like just absolutely aghast by this and be like, oh! It's, it's very much stuff of fantasy, really, isn't it? Completely unrealistic. Years, it would actually become fact. The crater. Yeah, this this whole thing about it sort of just lowering down nicely. It has to be like the quintessential Bond set or even villain lair. I think this is. Oh, you mean in terms the of most like iconic for sure. Well, I think especially when you have the, the, the volcano set. Sorry. Yeah, well, it's like especially when you have Austin Powers. I think establishes it as like a, a volcano layer. You know, surrounded by hot weather. <laughs> I call it a volcano layer. Surrounded by hit, uh, hit, hot magma. Liquid hot magma. And um, sharks with lasers attached to them. <laughs> yeah, that which has never been in the Bond series, sadly. No, they just pushed it as far as it will go. Ill-tempered mutated Meba sea bass. That's the one, ill-tempered mutated sea bass. <laughs> I can't wait to do the Austin Powers series. Uh, uh, are we, are we actually doing the Austin Powers series, though? <laughs> I, I, I think we are going to have to do it. How? How are we going to do it? We're just like, yeah, that bit's funny. Yeah, I like that bit. It's like, might as well do, like, Naked Gun. Like, how are we going to do Naked Gun? What are you on about? What are we doing? Austin Powers, bro. Because Becca keeps... I really want to do it. Because Becca right. keeps saying, like, oh, I really, I I really of, can't wait I to do it. With you, Chris. I can't see how it's, I can't see how it's going to work. But on the other hand, Becky keeps on about it, and it's like, well, if you guys, let's do it. We could just do, just do a commentary. I think it'd be fun. We'll do Austin Powers, right? I don't know how it's going to work, and it might be rubbish. But like, you're one of the crew. You want to do Austin Powers? We'll do it. What has um what has been the the fans? Uh, has anyone showed interest in, in any series? For us to cover, that we haven't thought of, or we haven't announced, or, or... I'm not sure. We put out uh, um, the question a while ago, didn't we? Um, I think we had things like oh, I can't remember what it was. I can't actually remember. <laughs> There's loads of them. 
there really is. There's loads of them we haven't mentioned yet. I'm sure I had a list somewhere. There's the obituary uh, tall blonde henchman. Wayne but black. Yeah. There's Bert Walk. Is that Bert Walk? It is Bert Quack. Yeah, it's not Bert Walk. Bert Quack. Bert Quack. K W O U K. Last seen probably as his link in Goldfinger. Hey, little hen. When, when, <laughs> when, when, when. when, when. <laughs> Oh dear. If you don't get that reference, listeners, go and Google Harry Hill. More importantly, Harry Hill's Fruit Corner from BBC Radio 4, I believe, back in the day. Yeah, that was was his, that was literally, it was, that was his Radio Radio 4 comedy show, Harry Hill's Fruit Corner. Um, Is is that where you got Fruit Corner from then, Becca? (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea. I had no idea we were basically ripping off Harry Hill. Basically, Harry Hill. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, it was Harry Hill's Fruit Corner. Oh. I think that's that. That's how pretty much I came through my dad. That's how I discovered Harry Hill and the amazing word of book. But quite. I wonder why I kept like brushing my teeth with teeth on. <laughs> and then passing out. Oh, dirty boy, in your bed. <laughs> see the sparkly stuff? Oh, it dazzles. It excites. There I, I kind of wanted just to stop at that thing there. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just, just like, well, let's get on this thing. It's like, just go one stop and then get off. <laughs> like, could it easily just walk? walk. Oh, I've got the, this is part of the monorail trilogy, isn't it? So. Oh, yes. What were the other two films? Monorail. Uh, Moonraker and... Spy? No, no. Yeah, Spy, that was it. Yeah, it's Lewis Gilbert. Oh, that's I right. He, 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 he did all the, both of them, didn't, uh, all three of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's his monorail trilogy. I'm still not convinced about this both of them. I think it's, it's terribly physically um, and aesthetically the most terrifying. But I just, mm, I don't know. Is your favorite? Is your favorite uh, uh, Charles Gray <laughs> in drag? I, it's, it's very much the flavor of the film. I think that that version of Blowfield totally fits that film. You, you wouldn't be able to have Telly Savalas or Donald Pleasance in in that particular, in Diamonds, for example. You wouldn't have that iteration of Blowfield. No, but that's not so a good thing, though, is it? Really? I mean, that's not the question, Becca. No, no. Um, I think I, I can't remember because I did rank the Blofelds once, didn't I? I can't think I remember. I think he might have came out on top. Um, that's the thing about Crystal Fox as well. I mean, he's a brilliant actor, but he just... If he had a bit more... I, I don't know. I think... I generally it was wasted. think... It was wasted. I generally think he seemed really disinterested. Yeah. 
I, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I've, I saw a better villain performance in the Three Musketeers movie he did. He was a lot better in that. In fact, Who? I... Yeah. Uh, Christoph Waltz. Oh, God, yeah, what a waste. Yeah, that was I, a real waste. I actually, I actually think he's quite—he's really good in that film, uh, in the Musketeers film. But in uh, in the Spectre, he just seems to be like, yeah, I'll just show up, I'll just do my thing. And I think that seems to be kind of like the level of it. Um, yeah. So, uh, I hope M- Mendes doesn't do it, but I—I kind of think he will. But he knows at this point. And the lady's just got eaten by piranhas. <laughs> Kill Bond oh, now! Kill Bond now! That poor cat. Why, why poor cat? There's a scene later on where I, it, it doesn't... Obviously he's like stroking it, but he doesn't want to be there. He's trying to get out, and you just think, oh. That poor cat. Bond wearing a nice salmon shirt. Yeah, we like that salmon shirt. That needs some outer space. I love that castle. I think it's a major castle. Oh. And flip flops. Yeah, it's it's very hot. It's very hot. It will be. It will be. <laughs> Tiger's in his. You got it, I imagine. Top secret. Oh, this is, is this the first ninja school ninja. we see? Or oh, is that, oh, is that, no, that, that's um, Russia, isn't it? Yes. Technically, I suppose, but... Are, they, are they kind of ninjas? I don't know. Well, this is it, like proper ninja school. It was kind of henchman training school, but this is like, this is like proper ninja school. Wouldn't it be great if ninjas turned up in the next Bond film? That'd just be awesome. Now I was just watching Ninja Star. So it's my turn next, isn't it, for commentaries? Wonder what which one we picked. We had Roger. Uh, now are these people actually getting killed or are they pretending to be dead? Hopefully they're pretending. No, I never think these things through when it comes to schooling. <laughs> we definitely pretend to be dead. Now <laughs> we see some modern ninjas. <laughs> I don't know, the idea of ninjas with guns just seem a bit defeats the point of being a ninja. Considering it's all about concealment. And concealment and silent and not giving away position. 
all this training is for him getting off a boat and that's it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. Th I'm trying to think what happens now, isn't it? So basically, they he, he takes some photos. Essentially, in terms of Bond's mission, I need to scram myself as as Japanese, and then I'll take some pictures, and then I get captured, and then the rest of the movie happens. Basically, that's it. And then yeah. Then have to be rescued. Yeah, I've, I've, I've just, I've just suddenly remembered how pointless him saying Japanese is. <laughs> Very high tech. Gary, use your pin. Very high tech. Team America lent on that heavily. They really did. Act, Gary. My God, I've never seen acting that good. <laughs> I love Team America. <laughs> act, Gary, act. <laughs> It's one of the things I love about the um, South Park guys. They literally do not give a shit. They're equal opportunity defenders, aren't they? They will take the piss out of anything, no matter how dangerous. I, I commend them for that because they, they they really show like no sides, like no no biases or anything. They literally just like goes, if you can't take a joke, go fuck yourself. Yeah, they don't they don't really care who they wind up. I still want to go see the, the Mormon musical. I think that'd be really cool. I've yeah, not I, seen it, but I've heard really good things. I hear good oh. things as well. That's I've, I've Book just... of Mormons, apparently. Yeah, a friend of mine's seen it and said it is. I think she's seen it a couple of times now, and she says it's absolutely hilarious. Um, yeah, do you think they'll ever um, release, it, release, release it on video? Like, have like a recording of it? I don't know, actually. That's a good question. Um, I, they might do, I don't know if they, because sometimes they do like National Theatre, you know, live mm. from National Theatre or not, live from the RSC or the Globe or whatever. I don't know if they'll do like a, a live streaming of it. I'd, 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 I'd do that. I'd go to one of them. Just because yeah, I, be I, I, I rarely ever get to see it. You can't make it all, say, for example, if it doesn't. Uh, I don't know if it's going to talk. I'm not too sure. I'm oh, like you... Harry Potter fan as well. I'd love for like, yeah. Just very convenient. Yeah, so really, just... we kind of rarely get to the theatre. So the same with like Harry Potter as well. I wonder if it's going to talk. Yeah. So obviously it's sold out for the next three years or something, isn't it? Mmm, so. delicious poison. It's very convenient. She literally sort of like goes out of her way to kind of go. Mm -mm. I'll lean over. <laughs> I'll tilt my head just so. Mm, tasty. Yeah, so it's obviously meant for him, but it just is. Oh. Mm. 
Hi. No, I that's, that's tragic. It's tragic. Okay. I'm. <gasps> what was she? What was she gonna say? What was she gonna say? I love you. <laughs> say. I'm dying. Dead. Oh. I. I. I was born a man. <laughs> what? I really, Mr. Aki. No. <laughs> Yeah, I'm really. Oh, there's no. there's watermelon. That's a uh, fruit corner there. <laughs> there's your fruit corner, definitely. Fruity corner. Very fruity corner, are you? That's judo. <laughs> yeah. See, he was kind of like smiling there for a second. I was just thinking, he seems to be in a good mood. Yeah. Seeing that, like, someone you vaguely like just got killed. He just doesn't seem too bothered, does he? No. Well, obviously not, because at least she gets really pissed in a bit. It's like, right, well, you know, you have to get me a woman then, because... Have to find a replacement. Because what what makes it even more pointless though, though is, obviously, they they they're onto him regardless of the cunning disguise. So what's the fucking yeah, point? It's, it's like, a bit, uh, yeah, if all, they've already tried to kill him twice already. So right now we've got to keep going. We've got to get your <laughs> wife. Get your. <laughs> no. Gotta keep up with the facade. No, she, she's too old. No. <laughs> she has a face like a pig. <laughs> that's, that's a quote from the movie. I don't generally think she has a face like a pig. She's a bit mannish, man. <laughs> Damn it, Austin, you're talking about my mother. Ah, oh. oh, she just thought I should be beaten with a ugly stick. <laughs> It's gonna be quite oh, well. behave. Nice. She'll do. Yep, you'll be right. <laughs> Don't yeah, so that's the one that threatened to kill herself because she didn't get get a role. She's very new to Hollywood. Uh, is Dave back? I'm here. Hey. You just, you're just in time to see the most romantic wedding in cinematic history. What a love story. And I picked her out, out of... <laughs> on the day. She'll do. <laughs> She'll do. That'll be alright. I mean, I suppose, you know, I would have laughed if uh, 
Tanaka, Tanaka off like, alright, so you made see moose, let's have a look at what he could have won and carried on with like the others behind it, behind her. It's like, oh no, she's even nicer. Wedding ceremony does go on a little bit too long, though. Well, it's quite insightful, but I just think. Really it, I mean, like it's absolutely pointless as well because the 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 audience onto him. They've tried to kill him twice. No, so it it's, it's kind of pointless. Well, he was going to take up, you know, obviously he couldn't, he couldn't marry Aki, so he had to kind of take another wife anyway, so he just think, ah. Oh. Uh, I'd much prefer they stuck with Aki. How long is this film? Is this like, is this like uh, about two hours, like the others, or? It's about the average, it's just over two hours, I think. Oh wow, so we've got like another like 40 minutes left. I'm there, let's have a look. I've got 1 hour 20. Yeah, I feel the same. About 37 minutes. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay, so just, just under let's do, let's do one last push. All of that training was literally for this. It was literally from when he comes aboard with this thing in his ear. I don't know if that's for Connery or for the character. Because I think he has to say something in a minute, and I think that in his ear is just a tally, and they just haven't hidden it. No, it's just a bit of a bit obvious. Mm. He's kind of like walking like an old man in there as well. Like. Oh, no. They have to hide his height, I think, to be honest. Oh, yeah, true. I think it might be... Something to do with his his head his headgear as well, sort of traditional hat that they wear. Um, what's what, what, he's, what, trying, he's trying to basically blend in a local I'm a fisherman. So. Is it is it very heavy? It's very heavy. It's very so heavy. It's weighing him down. <laughs> Obviously, he's you know he's very tall and taller than most you know the other blokes are on that. So they're just trying just trying to blend in basically. And, Oh, you mean it. you mean I won't get any action? Get everything Japanese style. Think again, please. Oh. Business. She's she's lovely, but she's a bit useless. <laughs> <laughs> well, she is. She's a bit useless, bless her. No, I suppose without without her, they wouldn't be able to gain and the ninjas obviously wouldn't be able to gain access to the. I, I suppose this kind of stuff's in the book, though, isn't it? I mean, I I've not read it, so I can't speak to it. Or there's something similar in the book. No, 
I need to go back and read all the books again. I think I keep saying that, but what, I never get around. To what's it, your so. favourite of the uh, the Bond books? Dave, you can answer whilst I think. From Russia with Love's my favourite. It's very like the film it, it, in that you don't get to Bond until, I don't know, 80 pages in or something. And um, apart from them um, expanding what happens when Rosa Klebb has Tatiana in her office, apart from that, it's more or less the same. Yeah. So it's a very, very good um, interpretation of... The book and the film are very, very similar. That's all, all I'm saying. Um I, I tend to find if you look at Fleming and and you go through his books, roughly, not exactly, but roughly, it does go sort of good, bad, good, bad. Like, it starts with, like, Casino Royale, which is good, and then you've got, like, Live and Let Die, which is terrible, and then you've got, like... Uh, like Star Trek, the ultimate. Then you've, got, then you've got Moonraker, which is really good, and so on. And it kind of goes like that. A kind of, like... He's very, very erratic. Now, because he's dead, and we all love Bond and all the rest of it, there's an element of, like, um, over-exaggerating how great he was. Now, the books are a mixed bag. Some of it's all right. Some of it's terrible. Um, very much of its time. And all very much of its time. Absolutely. I'd probably say, I mean, Casino Royale, definitely. Um, Goldfinger is another one that stands out for me and also as you say Moonraker um, just because also the villains are very different to what we get in the film um, as you haven't said that I recently reread Doctor No um, and that's quite similar in, in, in many respects to, to the film as well um, but just like the scene where he's trying to escape from the tunnels is really gruelling and that kind of really stuck the, 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 the physicality of yeah the physicality of, of that scene um, in the book definitely has stuck with me for sure Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I read like, any of the continuation novels. Um, also, the Young Bond books I kind of read recently. Um, I def- definitely urge, you know, they're, they're kind of very easy reads. Definitely recommend those. Um, but it's been a while since I read um, like John Gardner books, for example. I mean, probably all horribly dated now <laughs> in the 80s and early 90s. But I need to reread those. But they definitely, for me, I would say, like, you know, I are. Goldfinger, America, thought to know. I shall revisit the others as well. And yeah, also from Russia with Love. So yeah, I agree with you on that one, Dave. Yeah, I must say I've never read a bomb book. <gasps> to my internal shame. You know, it, it's so easy to go, well, you should, and they're great, and, you know, all the rest of it. To be honest, Ian Fleming's not all that as a writer. He really isn't. Does it make you really see the makeup on Connery's face there? He kind of does look a bit orange, doesn't he? He he just looks a bit pale and a bit old, and it just looks like gross that he's kissing that. But he's someone probably like twenty nineteen. Well, I saw a trailer for oh, what was it recently? New Ryan Ryan Reynolds movie. Uh, which which one? The Hitman's Bodyguard. Um, there, that's the one. Yeah, and there's a crisp of his face, and I don't know if it's because it was, you know, in 
IMAX or whatever. But you can like see or make up on his face. I I just was like, that's really weird. Is that meant to be the case? Probably not. I mean, there there was a scene um, in uh, Ender's Game, and there was like close up of Harrison Ford's face, and it kept cutting to like a crumb on the side of his mouth, or like on his chin. I just like. (laughs) I, I literally could, like, lay staring at the entire thing, and it's just like, that's really annoying me now. <laughs> I, I, I can kind of see, like, part of what he had for lunch that day. <laughs> and no one thought, Harrison, John, just wipe your chin. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it will keep it in. <laughs> just thought it was funny. Pentagon. McDonald. Why is everyone wearing McDonald shirts? I don't know. Is that his name? McDonald. I don't know. No, it's not. Like, like it's a corporate brand or something. Weird. Before it was um, Kate Canaveral, Kate, uh, Kate Kennedy. Oh, okay. Uh, that's what. Yeah, that's obviously the the brand or the name of the company, isn't it? So. I've seen a rocket take it off. Time passes. See, that looks so fake, but at the time watching it and thinking, like, ah! Oh. It's meant that's, to, isn't it? That's they, 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 throw, they throw a rock. They throw a rock and they know that it's not. Yeah, you know, kind of. It's metal. Oh, you don't say. It's not a good thing for a spy to do, is it? Lob. Spy to hear it's like, what's that sound? <laughs> oh shit! Crap! I think it's about ninety minutes in, and we've not been introduced to uh, Blofeld. Yeah, this is it, considering he's like the central villain. Well, that's supposed to be his big reveal, though, isn't it? Yeah. Do you, do you think? I mean, I, I, I think I've forgotten what we said in the um, on the initial review, but do you think the film suffers from not having like an actual main villain, like until this point, or do you think it's okay with just like this shadowy figure? I think this is the first time we see Beaufort, isn't it? Because before we've only seen him from yeah. behind a curtain or behind a screen. We've only heard him or just seen his feet or his hands or his cap or something, you know. But yeah, this is like the big reveal, isn't it? Um, I don't know, it kind, of, it kind of makes it more, you know, sort of spectre in the organisation, kind of more scary, having that kind of like shadowy figurehead. Um, I don't know, but then he's got, you know, he's got a massive scar against down his face. Um, so that kind of gives him kind of an air of it's sort of very much like a sort of grotesque character, I would say. But yeah, I don't know. You don't kind of really get. Was he like in, in the book? You know, get his teeth into it. Does he have a scar in, his, uh, in, in the books? I know he's like mainly huge. It's some sort of he's quite odd. disfiggered, and he's very much sort of disfigured in a way. Um, with 
definitely a hallmark of the Bond villains. You know, they have to be either be like foreign, disfigured, or both. <laughs> kind of the boxes that you have to tick to be a Bond villain. Um, and obviously, he kind of he, he sort of mutates and changes himself each time. He's kind of very much like obviously in the um, obviously appears you know Doctor Shatterhand's Garden of Death, where he's kind of transformed himself. This kind of like samurai figure. Um, very much kind of like a master of disguise as well, a little bit. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think because yeah, we didn't see him early on. We kind of get these, you know, in the shadows orchestrating things. But it's quite a scary reveal. But yeah, it's kind of a shame that we don't see him until, until as late as we do, perhaps. Inception, eh? No. Oh. Jupiter to Houston. I don't want to go to Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Monorail! Monorail! <laughs> I wonder what the, um, the the coding for the henchmen in the jumpsuits are like. What's, what do, what exactly does the guys in red do? Or what exactly do the guys in yellow do? Mm. Like, if you, if you, that's a question. Or like a one a one set of like the well, which bits which bits to handle? Is one security? One's the maintenance? Yeah, one security, one's technical, I guess. One does the driving. The other one, I don't know what does. Radar technicians, right, let's see who are the radar technicians. What do the grey ones do? The guys oh, no, in grey no, as well, are they security? No, the grey ones bond. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, there's, there's guys in, in grey in boiler suits with white hats. Oh, they? Right, okay, I don't see them. Maybe they're security. No, he's, he's in blue. T minus uncounting. Yeah, so the whites seem to be security. Mm. I guess. What do you think, Dave? Let's find out. About what? What do the other guys do and what do the red guys do? Um, I feel a bit like it did during um, The Spy You Love Me. In the, at this stage, I don't care. It is an interesting film now.
This guy just rambling, rambling listening in the headphones. What's his job? Listen on the headphones. Uh, Yep, everything sounds alright. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, these are the guys in white and grey. Whatever colour they're wearing. What do they do? I don't know. Uh, white, kind of, I imagine they look security. Uh, I think yellow are tech, and I think red are maintenance. That's my guess. Because Red seems to be the one who's like, driving out the monorails and shit like that. Yeah, they're doing all the transport, aren't they? Yeah. All that exciting stuff. I must say, I do, it's very much like The Spy You Love Me, I think this, as much as this film does suffer from not seeing its main villain early on, it kind of suffers because of it under its runtime. They did try to cram a lot in, and obviously you can tell it's written to formula, like, Bond must have met a girl by this page, and must have done, you know, take this box by this, by this, you know, standpoint. Yeah, it's just... It's, it's very much like, like Spy You Love Me, a film of two halves, like, once it reaches, it gets onto the island. That's it, and it's, it becomes kind of very workmanlike almost. Yeah, I mean, I think, like we said before, it's like, you know, um, that whole, whole idea. I mean, I don't, I don't even know her name. <laughs> the one is not Aki. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kissy. Kissy Suzuki. Yeah, she's just kind of like offered as, like, as a prize, really, just because, oh, can't leave Bond anyone to kiss at the end, so. I mean, I, yeah, I, so she's the trophy. She's unfortunately the trophy woman. Trophy wife. I mean, the, 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 the weird thing is, it won't matter so much if they didn't kill her off in the first place. It just would have meant, oh, well, the film just... I don't, I, I don't think we'd have much of an issue with it, but because they kill her off, and then they bring in just for that bit, it just feels like, well, what's the point? Might as well either not kill her off or keep her dead. And that's it. <laughs> Keep her dead. What that? What that was saying? Cool. Oh yeah, this is like the first uh, reveal Blofeld. So what? What yeah. was everyone's favourite Blofeld? What, what was it? Was it Charles Gray for you? Really? In Diamonds Are Forever, yes. And I think that just the whole look of him is quite terrifying. Um, and you can see kind of like the echoes, obviously without. Him, you wouldn't have Doctor Evil, for example. Yeah. Another kind of countless confidence too. Um, I think I kind of rated him, and well, I'm, I'm going to rate everyone d differently. Like you know, it's, it's like how I rank the Bond films; they're all different depending on how I watch it. But I think Charles Gray is pretty much good good value for money. 
Um, not, not, not a very non-threatening Blofeld. He doesn't do a great Making mud pies. pies, double ocean. Making mud pies, double ocean. There, there. Wrong pursuit and all that. Oh, you know, he's very much, he doesn't that, cause that, any great that, That's threat. probably my favourite part. Right idea, <laughs> wrong pussy. <laughs> he comes here right up and he's having a good old time. Yeah. Just a shame the film's crap. Um, it's a shame film. Um, yeah, how would, you, how would you guys rank the Bluefields then? I know you see rank. don't care about the rest. <laughs> Teddy's number one, full show. Yeah, I think, yeah, Teddy's definitely, he's, he's, he's got the physical presence. Um, he could probably match match Bond in a fight. Um, probably easily have him maybe in a fight. Um, he's very hands on. He's very much in control of his operation. Um, doesn't have too many minions apart from his angels of death to do everything himself. Um, obviously, him and Razor Club obviously go after Bond at the end. Um, and you, you actually feel like he's terrifying. I mean, even like in, in this film, um, Donald Pleasance doesn't blink. Like whenever he's speaking, it's always you know his mm. eyes are wide open. You think, oh my god. Terrifying. I mean, the same Teddy Savalas as well. He just when he's given that speech of how he wants to eradicate all strains of life through his virus omega, you just think, oh shit! You know, he could actually do some real damage, and he's utterly psychopath. Having not read the books, from what I understand of Blofeld in the books, I think Teddy Savalas is probably the more is the better interpretation. Um, yeah, probably most accurate. But I, I imagine it's kind of like if you could put Donald Pleasant Pleasant um, Pleasant's face. On Telly Savalas, um, Savalas, that would kind of be it. <laughs> yeah, I think that would probably be like sort of more or less. I mean, I, I don't know how far or close I am to that, um, but I think it's like kind of somewhere in between that, really. But yeah, no, t- Telly's got the the um, the physicality, you know, whereas like. As, as good as Pleasance is, it's just like, well, it's just like, you know, an old guy stroking a cat. Yeah. Which is fine in itself, but... I mean, I do, I, also, I do love cats. Um, <laughs> I love cats, <laughs> me. <laughs> I wonder if I we're ever going to... I wonder if we're ever going to have, like... Um, a bomb villain have a pet dog instead of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Just stroking like a, a chihuahua. <laughs> a chihuahua. <laughs> or bikinis or something, you know. Like be really chubby and have like a pit bull or something like that. <laughs> I've, I've got a bull breed so I can, I can say that. Um, or have something, you know, that's, yeah, that's very like small and cute and... <laughs> Get him nibbles or something like that. You you have you have meddled in my affairs for the last time, Mister Bond. Second boy, go. Bite his ankle. (laughs) Bite his ankle. (laughs) (laughs) Or like a little pug or something. It's quite cute, you know. It's quite cute and trendy. And pug's like, huh? It's like kisses Bond to death or something. <laughs> yeah, I think from here on in, I think a lot of editing could be more efficient. Especially like that cat is clearly straining to get away, and it's just like. <laughs> 
Yeah, literally. Don't be the next thing that kills you, Mr. Bond. Terrifying. A lot, a lot of judo chops going on. Yeah. That man in red that we saw, you see him again in A View to a Kill. Do we? There's the guy who goes half our net income. He won't be a part of Zoran's deal. And, oh, um, right, okay. And drops out. Oh, is that a fun fact? That's a fun fact. <laughs> I didn't know that. None of these <laughs> people that we see later Bond film. What I do find disappointing about this version of Blofeld is you have like the iconic goodbye Mr. Bond and all he's doing is shooting him with a gun. There's no, there's no really like, elaborate but there's, there's no, easily safe but there's no trap door with a button. No, or piranhas. Or, you know, we've seen all the exotic and elaborate death mechanisms previously. A slow you know, dipping mechanism. Eaten by prom- yeah, so dip- yeah, we have we've seen that already. But he's like, Goodbye, Mr. Bond and just shoot him with a gun. Well, it's only more stupid. He, he he shoots his other guy first. He does. He does. <laughs> Ridiculous. It's like, well, even up your chances, mate. You know, <laughs> he could have he could have held him there for you. No, everyone just seems to be shooting. There's a bit um, that shoots him up really, isn't it? It's a bit like the end yeah. of Tomorrow Never Dies. It's a little bit shoot him up Bond. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's part of the um, thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's knocker. It's very impressive, though. Very impressive to see. There's probably some time, you know, since we've seen... Yeah. But, a, but you a, can, a scene on the scale. But you can imagine, yeah, must, like, at the time, must, this must have looked amazing. Like, my fucking hell, i got all these people. Yeah, it's quite impressive to see. Aki fires a gun. Not Aki. <laughs> Not Aki. Yeah. Kissy. Samurai! Hi! <laughs> Sorry. Samurai, jump! He's <laughs> just dangling there. I'm sure that you can probably. Like, there's some scenes where they're literally just dangling, doing nothing. Oh, and a, 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 a you know, a wall that's uh, impenetrable. Yeah, that's not. That won't show up in another that's bomb film. Happen. No. <laughs> Directed by the same director. Do you think if this, if both if it was Blofeld in the um, in the Spy Love Me, do you think it would they would have made some acknowledgement of like this plan again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do it again several times over, don't they? Like, just face it, you were unsuccessful in space, and I'm trying to see. Damn it, Blofeld, you fooled us again. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot the henchman. I could easily just shot Bond. <laughs> yeah, so it's really important that um, he sees me sit down. Yeah, <laughs> as a good rest. Goodbye, <laughs> Mr. Bond. Yeah, that's it. Like, you're next to the pool with piranhas, why not just shoot him there? And what happens to the fucking henchman behind him? Yeah, <laughs> Useless. He just fell over. The f- cool. That's a really good ninja. I never, I never, well, I've never noticed that ninja move from um, from Tiger before. What ninja move? The um, shuriken, the um, flying star. Oh right, oh, 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 I'm well ahead of you now. I saw it before. Yeah, no, I was just sort of thinking, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, sorry. I'll just skip ahead five seconds. I mean, you know, to be fair to Blofeld, he has got, like, quite an impenetrable um, coat because it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem to have, like, cut his hand off in any way or it's not, like... It's just kind of just hanged off. <laughs> yeah. Just did, did you decide what one you want to do next or you can reveal that at the end of the show? Uh, I've not decided. No, okay. I don't know. We've still got a bit of time, haven't we? We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do um, a Batman commentary, aren't we? We've decided yes. late in the game. Doop doop doo. Ninja Star! He did have a bit of the Ninja Star. There, he's just hanging around, not doing anything. Yeah, it's like most pointless henchman death ever. Well, it's not a pointless henchman death, but. Mm. He doesn't do anything, he just dies. Well, he has a fight. Oh, yeah, but... I mean, Bond's, generally... Bond's got to fight someone, because Blofeld just buggers off. And he starts a trend of, like, really strong blonde henchmen. <laughs> That's it. Whoop, grabbed you by your pants. <laughs> Wee! Over you go. Bon appetit. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah, I wonder if he's any relation to uh, the other blonde henchman that we see. Obviously not Red Grant, but. Well, no, oh, oh shit, Red Grant, yeah, shit. No, he's the first one. No, it's. Well, it's for your eyes only, has it as well? And I suppose you can say, um, uh, Narcos, is it Narcos uh, in Daylights? Necros? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Necros, that was it, Necros. Necros, Necros, tomato, tomato. Oh! An extreme zoom. Do, 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 do. Damn keys jammed! <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, damn it. 
I think they've got an exact timer as well, so like when it's gonna. And that explosion won't damage the ship at all. Won't damage the other ship. <laughs> won't even touch it. Ah, uh, well, towards we're at the end now. We're wrapping up. So, um, yeah, that's uh, our uh, commentary on... Our commentary. You only lived twice. I mean, Blofeld's getting away, as he always does. To pest I doubt we will see him again, though. I think he's, I think he's done. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to... Yeah, I think we'll see the last of him. Um, so yeah, I've yet to, don't know what the next uh, Bond so, uh, Bond commentary is going to be. But before that, we're going to do um, Batman and Robin, aren't we? We are. That's uh, there's a good reason for that, and the reason is Charlie Brigden is a good guy, but he has taken a massive liberty. You'll never guess what he's done. Uh, and he decides to go on bloody holiday. He's going on holiday. How dare he! He didn't ask permission. <laughs> and the thing is, we're still getting over the fact that, do you expect us to talk? We're trying to make a peace treaty with Norway. And um, Charlie Brigden turned down the arranged marriage we set up, even though we provided him with a uh, quite generous dowry. <laughs> so not only has he thwarted our attempts at diplomacy, but he's now decided to go on holiday. Which means there's a week extra to go until we can um, do our music episode. So we need to fill the time. So we thought about doing another Bond commentary, and then we thought well, we missed the obvious trick, which is Batman and Robin. <laughs> so yeah, we're, <laughs> we're going to do things a little bit backward. We're going to, <laughs> we should. I'm, I'm, a big fan, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of doing things backwards. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we're going to ret- return to Batman. And we're going to do uh, see uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger at his finest. And for one last time, Becky will have a chance to her ice to see you. Don't say it tonight, Becca. Let, let's, I've let's, already said uh, it once. Chris has said it once. I've said it once. Let's, not, uh, let's, uh, let's make the uh, people hunger your words. <laughs> Yeah, she'll just say every, every of every like minute. She'll be like, I used to see you. <laughs> yeah, during the commentary, you can say it every time, every two it's seconds. It's just a wasted opportunity. Every, really. every, every time times. Arnold Schwarzenegger appears on screen, you should make got to say, I used to see you. I used if to he stays see- on screen for several minutes, just keep repeating it. <laughs> just like every 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 like every, every shot that like he pops up, goes, I used to see you. I used to see you, Arnold. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit tired of it now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there we are. Yes, yeah, so um, that was our commentary. So uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, a quick, just a few quick uh, where we are on social media. I'm at Cinematrox on Twitter. You can also find the website uh, at uh, cinematrox.co.uk. Uh, Dave, you can find me at the Pasty Kid 1976 on Twitter, and you can follow us on Twitter at Expect Us to Talk. You can drop us an email, expect us to talk at gmail.com. You're also on Facebook, expect us to talk, and we're also on the YouTube, um, at do you expect us to talk? But you also find us obviously on Stitcher and on the iTunes. 
And if you find us on iTunes, don't forget to give us a glowing five-star review as it helps us to get more listeners and rank higher in the search ratings. Yo. Excellent. Excellent. So, uh, bet- well, between then, uh, we will return with um, Batman and Robin. Commentary. And with leather. I still see you. Good night, folks. <laughs> Bye.